This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. This is a follow-up from last week. It's not a, a question per se. Brad Williams, who wrote in about some industries that were thriving in a pandemic, and his reference last week was that his industry was struggling. He writes to both of us. He got a huge surprise when you read out my message and instills belief into society and gives me the feeling we are being heard. Again, thank you to all involved. You're on a great podcast. We're a husband and wife team in their mid-30s, four kids under 10. You, you skipped that he listens we to We have just all day. purchased the Narrowong Holiday Park, 10 kilometres Port Ferry side of Portland. He listens to SEN all day, it says. Yeah, but he's talking on this podcast, which is where they had the letter read out. And he listens to Triple M as well, it says his too. So, no, um, thank you. <laughs> Actually, does. He loves JB. It doesn't. Duck, Damien, and... Yeah, okay. It didn't even sound convincing. Pete. Hey, uh, can I just say to the Narrowong Holiday Park, 10 kilometres Port Ferry side of Portland, beautiful part of the world, great ocean road. It is a beautiful part. The magnificent Narrowong Holiday Park, built by wonderful locals like Brad Williams and his wife, husband and wife team, great team. Uh, you'll see them when you drive in because they're owner-operators and they're hands-on and they'll look after you and they'll help you understand and learn a great part of... The, the state of Victoria. Well, let's Regional hope we can Victor- get there soon. Regional Victoria comes out of lockdown tonight, If you are, or, or has come out of lockdown, when, depending on when yeah. you're reading this. If you are able to, inside the rules, go and support the Narrowong Holiday Park, go down and say hello, yep. call out for Brad and say, Brad, we heard your email on the sounding board. Good on you, old mate, and uh, keep up the great work of serving the local community. Nicely said, Hutchie. David Haley on Facebook. Is there any news on what Bruce is doing now that the Olympics are done? This is a good question because I think Bruce has got the bug back. I think Bruce might be tried to be talked into continuing. To call AFL footy. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Not not necessarily this year. <sighs> we can bury the lead there. Is not, Bruce oh, that's just an opi- this is just an opinion. This is not... Uh, this is not, what is it? Influential direct. This is not impeccable. This is not a high. This is just opinion. He was good, wasn't he? Oh, how good was he? Yeah. Yep. But he, he's going well enough to keep going. He'd be lost, wouldn't he? He'd be mad to give it away. Mate, uh, you could argue that it, um, it proved his point that using himself sparingly creates better performance. So there's yeah. chicken and egg, isn't it? Yep. Uh, Anthony Leach on Twitter. Is there a standard procedure in newsrooms like the Herald Sun for covering big yarns? And I'm taking or talking stories that you simply can't ignore when you've been beaten to the punch. In the past fortnight, the age has led the Herald Sun with regards to the Clarko sacking and the Walker racism stories. Um, it is an interesting question, that, Hutchie, because I've worked in newsrooms in the past when, when the... When another group gets the story that you're meant to get, there's two ways to deal with it, aren't there? You either hope it goes away and therefore you can ignore it, or you attempt to own it as a group. And ultimately, it's determined by how big the story is and how big and how many follow-ups to it there can be. There's no set plan or platform for how you attack it? Once upon a time, the consequences would have reverberated around the buildings, but now I just print buildings. There'd be meetings called. Yeah, how, how, how do we miss this? Yeah. And, they, and they'd be, oh, you'd walk out of some of those meetings just thinking, questioning your, you get, questioning your you get existence. Na- naive questions from it. I was like, why? why did you miss this? Why? You've got good contacts, Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, as if they were going to be the ones that coughed it up in the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what what has saved the day, Anthony, is that a minute after these break on other platforms, it's yeah. how do we use these stories to drive- Our bait, our cook bait. Subscriptions. Yeah. Verity. And the, the public the, the public actually does not know 
The public doesn't know, as a rule. Don't care. There's some members of the public who will, of course, but the Don't public, go- and I'm probably referring to 99% of the general public, wouldn't more. know. Nor, nor, you reckon more than 99? More. Yeah, okay. Let's go with 99.5 then, or more than that even. More. <laughs> yeah. But the media knows, Hachi. The media knows. There's not one person in media who, who does not know where the stories Every are broken. Uh, Tim Wilkes on email. It was sad news on hearing the passing of Brian Henderson. Even though I'm from Melbourne, I'm acutely aware of his importance and the importance that Brian had on the Sydney community. In my view, Peter Hitchener would carry equal status in Melbourne. Would you agree or has the news media landscape too much for Peter to be revered in the same way? Um no, I absolutely would agree with that. He, Peter is absolutely revered. Yeah. And particularly in Melbourne, Peter is a legend of the industry, mm. part of all of our lives, and in the same legacy conversation as Brian Naylor and yeah. Brian Henderson before him. I don't know about you, actually. When you walk down, I think it's walking down the stairs from was it level six there, level five, down to the, where the studios are on level four there at, at nine. And you, there's still a photo, a massive photo of Brian Naylor, isn't there? I saw the picture that Peter Hitchner tweeted this week of his shot between the two of them. And yeah, it's, it was amazing. Yeah. Hey, one off uh, I got here off my email, Rusty in Middle Park asks, now that Damo has been president of the AFMA for almost two months, can he outline all of the things that he's achieved you, in that time and the strategic- the, Are you going off the- No, you just made- And, and the strategic, agen- strategic agenda for the AFMA. So I'll ask him. Where is this Rusty question? wants to know whether, what you've achieved in two months since you've been the head of the AFMA. Where's this? Qu- I want to see it in, in writing, Hutchie, on Jane's sheet, and I can't see it. You just made it up. Can you run us through the achievements? Are you going to- Are you going to turn up? Influence and do? Are you going to turn up on the night itself if we're able to in this state? Uh, no. <laughs> I have a question for entrepreneur slash media baron well, Craig you can Hutchison. Answer the question. What have you done so far? They need to answer those questions. Oh, you? This is from Jack Steele on Facebook. It's a killer player. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be. The Olympics is always a great exposure event for many sports that aren't in the day to day media cycle. If Craig was to invest into look in, look at covering one of these sports, e.g., rowing, how would he look at promoting it and increasing its coverage reach? Good question. I, I think it's the way you package it, really, isn't it? Like it's. The sports that are not... Unfortunately, in my eyes, there's no interest in rowing. This is just my consumer eyes. I've got no interest in rowing every four years. So I don't, I don't know how you package that up. Are you defeating... you conceding defeat? No, I, I think versions of the sports would be... You know, we're seeing the Australian Swimming League have a crack at that at the moment in, uh, in Melbourne and in Australia. Like, sports that haven't got the mass eyeballs all year round need to experiment and try with shorter form or different or more compact versions of themselves. Yep. Uh, Jared Wilkes on Facebook. He's a regular question asker, Hachi, and he wants to know what we, we made of Paul Marsh. He's asking you, because I've already had opinions on this, on those other platforms, uh, of Paul Marsh and John Olson, who's the Crows president, public statements on the Taylor Walker situation referring to him as Tex. Using nicknames in such statements does not seem appropriate or respectful to me. Is this a PR-driven strategic attempt to humanise the perpetrator and soften what has occurred? I thought it was an error, a significant error. I do too. I felt it detracted from any message, and the message was weak anyway, but I think it even detracted further from from what they were trying to say. And when I say the message was weak, there's a lot stronger messaging when there's an anonymous supporter who's the the focus of, of a racist comment as opposed to one of their own in the w- system. One to finish with. Chris Staff via Twitter. If Tom Brown, Tom Brown Dad ultimately gets a Collingwood presidency, what are the implications for, A, his willingness and or ability to report difficult stories for the Magpies, and B, any club interest in dealing with him worried about Intel reaching the Pies? 
I wouldn't think there'd be too much to worry about there. Tom will, Tom will go with the story if he can get it, and uh, other clubs wouldn't care one bit because it's a different industry to what it once was. Just want to ask this one before we go, Hutchie. Neil Haining on Facebook, was Bogus tweet about not doing the bronze medal game a calculated move to get back on the team or, or just a friendly thanks? There, there was a talk there, wasn't there? The, so, someone alerted me to the fact that he wasn't meant to be doing the, the bronze medal game, and then I tuned in and he was on. So what happened there? He had a five game contract according to his tweet. Right. And he tweeted out his thanks for doing the uh, Olympics and then it was reversed or they'd he said he'd reached a further subsequent commercial deal to do the bronze medal game. So he, he held out until he got paid. I, I'm no idea. I, all I know is what he tweeted and then what he again tweeted. Did you get nervous talking about him? You're almost as nervous talking about him as you are Dylan Howard. Here we go. Here we go. That's been the sounding board for Drinkwise. You won't miss a pesimeter if you drink wise. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.